This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com and join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 400 of the Vile Files Ask Nick episode. I don't know if we've ever had, we've done the 100, 200, 300. This is our first, like, four, like our, I don't know what we're calling it. Stoic birthday. Stoic, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Centennial birthday, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's an Ask Nick edition. So, here we are, 400. Wow. Allie's still not with us. She will be, she'll be back. You know, we Skeleton re- crew for 400. <laughs> we record these in uh, bunches sometimes. We have a great episode for you. Uh, before we get into that, uh, we have a, an Ask Nick update that uh, is, a, is a fun one. Also, this is my first, uh, this is the first Ask Nick episode that I get to announce that I officially have a book available for pre-sale. Many of you have already noticed and pre-ordered. I can't thank you enough. The Ask Nick audience. This is the audience I wrote. The, this, is, this book is for you. It was certainly motivated by you. I mean, I really owe you guys a big thank you for uh, making me think I could even try to write a book uh, about general relationship advice and things like that. And I, like, I really think it's good. I do. And I was always nervous about like, you know, obviously a lot of what's in the book, you will, you've probably heard me say it in some version. Um, but I think there's new stuff in there and there's something about it being a book that I feel like, uh, there's a lot of new stuff I, I'm underselling, but I also feel like it's a nice guide. Yeah. I feel like when you read stuff, you process it differently. Like, I think I automatically go into learning mode a little bit more than if I'm just like listening to things because my brain's like, we're back in school. <laughs> We're doing important work. And Amanda has read some, most of it, some of it? Yeah, bit? big chunks of it. Nick was showed me a section that was pertinent to something I was navigating. And I was like, can you actually text that full thing to me? Because I need to reread it later. So it's truly, and I listen to this man talk most days. And it was Which, still new and helpful information. Does so. it ever get annoying? <laughs> Your voice haunts my dreams, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's not the in-person stuff; it's the video editing. Uh, it's like yeah, it's like when the things go on loop, on loop, on loop. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it would mean so much to me. It's, the book's not out until October, but pre-orders are apparently a big deal when it comes to rankings and things like that. So, for my Ask Nick audience, I, I really truly think anyone who has ever enjoyed the, this show at any point, there is a nugget or two, or maybe many, that I think you will find 
enjoyable, helpful. It's an easy read. It's meant to be fun. And like, you know, something, a great gift for a friend who's going through it, maybe in a situationship or a breakup or just struggling dating. I honestly think it's a fun, easy read. So it would mean the absolute world to me if you guys supported it and pre-ordered it. And and uh, I really think you will be glad you did. There's a link to pre-order in the show description. You can find it all over my Instagram and, and, and TikTok. I can't thank you guys enough. We have a, an Asnik update for you. Before we get into that, by the way, Justin Long, we're about to record with him, just so you know, but he will be our guest for our Asnik episode next week. I know you guys have been asking for that for a long time. He was, I think, our 200th guest and then did an Asnik shortly thereafter of which, so 200 some episodes ago, Justin Long was with us to do an Asnik. You guys loved it and been asking for him back ever since and he will be with us next week next monday it's like he's not just a friend of show he's like bestie of show yeah he's bestie of show and uh i mean i think some people would if if justin stepped in like if i had to leave and stepped in for ask nick there's not many people i would trust or people I, I who he people might be the accept. only person who i would be like you know what give it a shot for like an ask nick I don't know. Anyways, he'll be with us. Uh, all right. Episode 384, uh, not too long ago, we had two friends call in and they were worried about their friend. They, they, she was dating some guy. Uh, they were wondering, their email was, they were wondering if they were being bitches. And the feedback I gave them was, listen, we don't really know what's going on. There's no point in shaming your friend and making her feel like she has to isolate herself. So just learn more, get to know him. You might be right. You might be wrong, but let's not push her away just because you are judging her initial choices. So we have an update from them and it's episode three to four if you want to go back and listen to it. But they wrote, we have not one, but two updates. Two days before episode aired, our friend informed us that she and her boyfriend had broken up. <gasps> Long story short, he had gotten extremely drunk to the point he was blacked out. When she took him home from the party they were at, he began throwing stuff around her apartment, trashing it before she could wrangle him to bed. Jesus. <laughs> wrangle him to bed right. makes it sound like he's like some... Cattle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a blackout drunk person is kind of <laughs> like cattle. When, uh, when she went to get him into bed, he told her to fuck... Oh, he told her, fuck you, bitch. Ugh. So she slept on the couch. The next morning, he remembered nothing and told him that she was breaking up with him until he could get his shit together and actually express his true feelings to her. Ooh, I, I hated that there was a... She gave him, like, homework. Anyway. Yeah, like a conditional uh, breakup. Yeah. Uh, her mom came to visit the following week and, and said she should give him another chance. Mom told him to give her another... It's like, but what information does mom have? Yeah. Does mom know the fuck you bitch comment? I don't know. So they are officially back after just over a week broken up. As a friend group, we have decided to no longer give our opinion unless it is asked for, but be supportive of the decisions she makes as best as we can. So yeah, the two updates were they broke up and now we're back together. Yeah, it was, it was such a, like we started on such a positive note, you know? Obviously the email is riddled with red flags and I, and I don't love that they're back together. I, I've told this story before. My, my very best friend uh, growing up, nicest guy truly the nicest guy in the world it just he's a dad father of two wife and when we were in college he would get blackout drunk and so much that he would 
well, black out and not remember anything. And there were a couple times, one time, I'll never forget it. He, my, my first girlfriend, we would get together and break up all the time. And in one of our like, you know, breakups where we would still talk, she was friends with him and she and her friend used to date him. Right. So, and they were all cool and they were like out drinking and prank calling him and I don't know, just fucking around with him. And he was so drunk that he called her up and was just like saying the worst things to her. The worst. She called me up in a panic. My, my, my girlfriend acts at the time. I can't even, I won't even repeat what he said. Just kind of like basically, fuck you. Never talk to Nick again. We fucking hate you. Just horrible things. She called me up just like shaking. Just be like, and I was so mad. And he was, uh, he was out with some buddies and we almost got like in a fist fight that night. We had to be broken up. And I was so mad. He woke up the next day with no recollection of anything. He was just like, hey, what's up, man? And I was just like, you don't remember. And I knew he didn't remember. He felt ashamed and embarrassed and he called and apologized. And like, it was like something we gave him a hard time for. And, and, and something kind of like changed his perspective. He got much more careful about like taking shots and what he took shots because it was just like, he was truly just ashamed. So like, it can happen. Like too much liquor, people can change to different people. So is this guy a monster? I don't know. Honestly, even my, even though my best friend at the time, he did that. If he did that to his girlfriend at the time and she never took him back, I wouldn't blame her. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I would be on high alert, but yeah, all you can do in that situation, I, I still like my advice stands. Like you, you don't want to shame your friend. Like shame doesn't do anything for your friends to the point where they feel like they have to isolate themselves. Because if she, if she is truly in an, like a dangerous situation or he's not the best boyfriend in general, her feeling like she can't have people to talk to isn't going to help her be in a safer situation. Yeah. And it creates the like right, wrong situation where then she has to prove that she was right to yeah. not to be with him. And her mom said, get back together. So I, I definitely think as friends, you just want to keep them as close as possible. And sometimes it can be hard because they're making choices that worry you and you don't agree with, but it's best to try to still keep them close and then pick your battles. Um, and, and hopefully he, he gets on the right path or maybe he realizes, maybe hopefully this guy is truly embarrassed. And I certainly hope if, if you're listening, friends, if it didn't wake him up the first time that he was willing to make a significant change and never stopped us again, then doing it a second time shows that he, it truly isn't that important to him. And maybe that's what you say to your friend if something similar happens in the future. Custom framing people with FrameBridge. They're doing great things. They actually sent me the most... I, I, I took his picture with Jeff, posted it on my Instagram. Days later, I had it framed with a little heart around Jeff in my office. With Mother's Day and Father's Day around the corner, it makes an amazing gift uh, for any loved one. It's personalized. I, I can't say enough about them. And they do it in such a, an affordable and, and user-friendly way. It's also like such a, when you want to frame, unless, unless you're like super into that, it can be kind of a tall task and you're like, where do I go? And such a, such a process, but not with FrameBridge. And it's also super easy. You just go to framebridge.com, upload your photo, or they will send you uh, packaging to safely mail in your uh, physical photos if you want to do that. Preview your online item in dozens of frame styles and gallery law layouts. Choose your favorites to get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door. 
ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you'd paid at a framing store, their prices start at just $39, and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get 50% off your first order at framebridge.com when you use my code V-I-A-L-L. Give the work to Framebridge. You won't be sorry. It's super affordable. It's super easy. I, I guarantee you so many of you are listening right now with things you've thought about framing that you were going to frame. Maybe you've gotten like some frames that are sitting in your closet. Just go to Framebridge. You'll thank me later. Order online at framebridge.com or stop by a Framebridge store to work with their designers in person if you are in New York, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, Boston, or Chicago. How about that? Get started today. Framebridge your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code V-I-A-L-L to uh, save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code V-I-A-L-L. Framebridge.com, promo code V-I-A-L-L. Shavings make a pile. Meet those wellness goals that you have with Noom. Noom's psychological approach to be, is based in scientific principles like cognitive behavioral therapy, which helps people better understand their relationship with food and build sustainable habits that last a lifetime. So whether your goal is to gain weight, lose weight, eat healthier, have more energy, Noom can help you get there. 75% of Noom users finish the program. Noom is grounded in science it's at the heart of everything they do. They've published more than 30 peer-reviewed scientific articles that, that inform users, participants, and scientists, uh, and the public about how their methods work and how effective they are. Like, I love it just because it helps me stay healthy and maintain my goals. Like, it's just easy to fall off the wagon nowadays for me, and Noom is just helping me stay on course. Again, it's, it's not a diet. It's more of a lifestyle change. And the best part about Noom is that you can still enjoy the things you love to enjoy. That, you know, it's, you don't, it's not this drastic thing. It's just having healthy habits to meet those goals that you have for yourself. Start building a better habits today. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's N-O-O-M.com slash V-I-A-L-L to sign up for your trial today. All right. Well, we have a great episode. Let's get to our callers. Uh, subscribe, rate us five stars. Uh, you know, pre-order my book. It means a lot. Um, I'm reminding you for the next, uh, you know, several Mondays uh, until October. But I really, I really, th I really think you guys will enjoy it. I really do. I just think you put so much, like you put a lot into that book. Like yeah. you really were like, this is, I feel like this is like your. But I don't want them to die out of guilt. Like, oh fuck, you know, like I really think it's good. I really think there will be like, if you've ever enjoyed anything I've ever said on this show, I really think it will, it'll like sum up everything I've said over all the years into like a, like a user manual dating for dummies, so to speak. You know, it, it's not meant to be, it's not like a, it's an easy, fun read with some anecdotes and examples, some stories from the podcast. If you listen to this podcast, you might recognize, recognize uh, your situation. Also, big announcement, Shane has confirmed with me he will be our guest on Going Deeper on Wednesday. Uh, we are back tomorrow with more Bachelor updates and gossip. I'm sure we'll, uh, we're looking to have maybe Shanae or Sh uh, Serene uh, next Monday. I promise, or maybe Sarah. One of those three I, I will, will have for you uh, zooming in and asking some updates and, and more Bachelor gossip. And then Shane. Exclusive interview with... Love is blind. Shane apparently he has a lot to say. Yeah, and he's been saving it up for and this been saving specific it up. conversation. Let's get to our callers. What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hey, good. 
Uh, my name's Marin. I'm 27. How can I help, Marin? So I'm calling in um, because a dear friend of mine, uh, a guy who's been close with me for almost 10 years, about four weeks ago, uh, told me that he wanted to pursue a serious relationship with me. Like out of nowhere? He just no. like call you up and be like, hey, I was just, just <laughs> no, you know, not... I'm going to start pursuing yeah. you. Uh, so yes, so no, but also kind of yes. So this guy and I have kind of always had this inside joke. It's sort of a joke, but not really a joke. Like when uh, we're like 40 and single, we will get married kind pre- of thing? Precisely, yeah. but not 40. More more like 35, but yeah, <laughs> but basically. Um, and that's sort of always been something that he and I have touched on throughout our dating hardships um, as a sort of touch point to make us feel good and confident that, okay, if, if nothing works out, we'll have each other. And we have a really close friendship. And sort of over the past... So I was in a really serious relationship for about four years and I got out of it over this past summer. And he was in a pretty serious relationship for three and a half. And he also got out of it in this past spring. So we've both been single for like six months or so. Great. Um, and during that time, I've definitely been dating a lot. And so has he. Um, and sort of throughout all of that, we've started talking uh, sort of in a parallel to our conversations about past people or the current people we're seeing. We've also talked a lot about, well, if this doesn't work out, we'll just get together. And so sort of recently, maybe about uh, maybe in December, I was seeing this guy and it didn't work out and I regretted it. Uh, and I told my my guy friend, let's call him Matthew. I told Matthew that, you know, I was bummed that this didn't work out with this guy. Um, and I wanted to reach back out to him um, to see if maybe uh, he would reconsider trying to start things again. I, to be clear, I had ended it with this guy because I didn't think I didn't think I really saw a future with him. Um, but I thought it could be nice to date someone. I, for reference, I live um, I live in London. And um, I'm moving back to the U.S. in June. So I had ended it with this guy um, because I didn't want to get into something where I could get my heart involved and then have to move. But I figured, okay, maybe I could just have a fun dating thing. So I wanted to see this guy again. And then my friend, Matthew, basically called me and was like, please do not reach back out to this guy. I don't want you to see him. I don't want you to date him. And I sort of, uh, was like, I knew why he was saying that. A part of me knew he was maybe going to say something. Um, but I sort of played dumb. <laughs> and we're like, well, why? And um, he said, because I think we need to stop sort of uh, having a, a half in, half out conversation about being together. And I think we should just prioritize it. And I don't think we should see other people. I love that for him. Yeah, it was, it was pretty direct, um, which is... You know, in general, he, uh, he and I have quite a direct, honest rapport. We know each other incredibly well. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't so caught off guard, right? I think that was your initial question. What was your instant reaction inside your feeling? What did you feel? Excitement. Um, but there's a lot of uh, stuff, kind of, <laughs> that I'm worried about and stressed about. Like what? Um, so, I, well, in my head, I've kind of bucketed this into three categories. The first is stuff to do basically with, with his value system and how I've seen him behave with other girls. Um, stuff that I think I've seen because we've been such close friends. He's shared so much with me. Give me an example. Um, 
Okay, so he was dating um, this girl. Well, he wasn't dating her quite yet. He sort of, he met her on an app and then they talked on FaceTime for like three weeks and then he went to go see her. Um, And he kind of called me afterward and was like, well, I mean, she has acne scars and cankles. And it's just not exactly as hot as I thought she would be. And I was sort of like a little bit um, not impressed with that, with that reaction to someone because she's also an objectively pretty girl um, from the photos I've seen. So to hear him be really harsh on someone for their, their looks and stuff like an act, like acne scars, I was sort of like, well, what do you expect as, you know, no one's perfect. Um, and so I found that a bit disheartening. Also, I mean, he uh, ended up sending me his texts with this girl that she had in, you know, when he was breaking up with her, she had sent him the text he sent her back to him to kind of be like, well, look, you said this to me. Like, I've got receipts. Do you have them? I do. I do. Yeah. And the texts he sent her, Nick, were extremely worrisome. Okay, so this is, I'm going to read, first I'm going to read her message to him that was sort of after he broke up with her. And then I'm going to read the receipts, quote unquote, that she sent him. Okay, so she goes, Matthew, I love you with my entire heart. Our time spent in person has been literally perfect. You said you were overwhelmed by the perfection after a year of dating in despair. Me too. You called me your soulmate. You called me your wife that you wanted to possess me wholly and for me to take your name, that no girl had ever been so sweet to you or made you feel so at home. You said all of these things to me and more, and I believed you. We are so compatible, and I feel that I can be with myself with you and express everything, even without words. As you said in your letter, marriage is for the glory of God, first and foremost. I want to be your wife. I want to bear your children. I want to love them and build a beautiful life approaching heaven. Every day I spend at work is painful because it's so unnatural for me as a woman. And I just want to be on a farm, nurturing the land and our souls, loving you and living out my truest identity as a wife and mother. Is he religious? Yeah, he just converted to Catholicism a year ago. And this okay, is part so of the this is part of the, the value bucket, Nick. Okay. Yeah. So these are the Converted texts he sent to, to her. Catholicism later in life. I don't feel like you hear that he, much these days. My dad did. Yeah, he, he did. He's uh, And I'm Catholic for reference point. Because that was intense. That was very intense. Um, and, and he she, confirmed yeah. to you that he in fact said the things that she accused him of no. saying? No, 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 no. He said she, he didn't say any of that. Because she, she, sound, did, she sounds yeah. a lot. Out like, there, uh, yeah, just she's, intense. She sounds, I'm and, sorry, and, and, she sounds and we're, unhinged. And we're going to empathize <laughs> with this with this stranger. She's in her feelings. She's hurt right now. She's possess yeah. me wholly. I mean, you don't know the half of it. I mean, I'm just going to read another sentence. Oh, no. I want to compliment your masculinity with my deepest femininity and beatific joy that will blossom completely when I feel safe and protected by my husband. She was, okay, she was listening with to this that. Podcast. Uh, so, so what? Why? <laughs> Okay, so that's, what's the problem yeah. for, like, how, how did he respond? Okay, so basically, I, he didn't respond to any of these because he had already broken up with her, but this is what he said to her when they were still 
in the lovey-dovey stage. Okay. He And she sent these texts to him, like, as proof that, see, you must love me. Okay. So the texts say, baby, I liked it when you whistled and sang in the kitchen. I liked it when you sat on me and when you melted into me and when you took a nap on me. And I like your general submissive demeanor and also that you're active and eager to be helpful and make nice things like all your delicious meals for me. Okay. He said this when they were dating? <laughs> yes. I think, he, I think they had just had the weekend together, but they didn't stay together, to be clear. You know, very but the way you read it, it sounds like he's trying to say, like, it's almost like he was replying to... I think she like, had she said, would, what she, do you like about me? And that's what he came up with? That's what he I came like up with. I like when you make me I've, sandwiches? And, and your general submissive demeanor. <laughs> yeah, it's the submissive demeanor. I know. It's like I, a listen, red. I, I'm not flag. into that, right? But uh, some people are, and I don't like. I don't think we have to necessarily like say that's problematic. It might not be mm-hmm. your cup of tea, but there are mm-hmm. there are women who like more men who kind of take charge, and and there mm-hmm. are men who like more demure women, and those two people fit, right? Like it's not a me totally. thing, but it is another people thing. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. If we have to just. It sounds funny to read. And the yeah. way he, the way these two people text is fucking wild. <laughs> um, I know, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so like, it's just wild. I don't know how to describe it. She's over the top intense. It's like they're writing love letters, but it's in modern day text form. And really bad at yeah. it. <laughs> like, but any, kind, any type of guy says like, I like your general like... Some- or just anything. If you generally, you're like generally, it's such a guy thing to yeah. use the word general. Any listeners traveling out there anytime soon? I bet you are. And uh, chances are your suitcases are old, outdated, not functional, not easy to pack. One of the up. wheels doesn't oh. roll correctly. Yeah, it's just, it's just a mess. Well, we have you covered because Away has some of the best suitcases you can ever imagine in the suitcase marketplace, I suppose. I want to shake the Away designer's hands because it is so intentionally put together and has so many amazing features. Yeah, I, it's, it's just the way it rolls. It's very convenient. Uh, you can drag it. You can push it a little bit. Also, like you can beat it up and it still looks brand new. I don't there's know a, how they do that. but And there's a power bank, which is an absolute game changer at the airport. Every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more in and a hidden and removable laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes. Soft-sided suitcases are made with a durable, water-resistant nylon exterior that is made to last a lifetime. I've had my Away suitcase for like four years now and it looks brand new, so... It's, you know. it's like it's worth it. Like it's one of those things where it's like it is worth it to have a nice thing because you will use it like a few times every single year guaranteed. And also like it steps you up a class when you have like nice yeah, luggage. Yeah, it you does. Know, it you just feel, makes it seem you feel like, better about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is you don't have to take our word for it. Right now, Away has a 100-day trial and everything Away makes. Take the product out on the road, live with it, travel with it, even get lost with it for 100 days. And if you decide it's not for you, you can return it, uh, a non-personalized item for a full return, refund during that period. It, no ifs, ands, or asterisks. Away offers free shipping and returns on all orders within the contiguous U.S., Europe, Canada, and Australia. Start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away line of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases at awaytravel.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's awaytravel.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Does this sound like the person you know? 
yes and no. Yes and no. So I, I, I would, I would, I would, I would be mortified if, uh, and I can't even think of what I wrote, but I, I, I'm guessing I would be mortified if of, of text messages with past partners that yeah. I wrote, uh, sure. were, were revealed. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of us have a tendency of, uh, becoming chameleons and morphing into the people we're dating a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that if this was a, during a period of which he was like converting to Catholicism, especially if she was like, if, if maybe she was even part of that reason, uh, she wasn't. No, was she religious? No, too? they met. They met. They met like two years after the conversion. This was just his last fling that he had. They ended things in like January. Okay, um, yeah. but maybe she was like really embraced that, and that's how she thought she. You know, just all, all sure. I'm saying is, is it a red flag? For sure. Yeah. And like, I, I get why it gives you pause, but I don't know if there's anything in there that's like, uh, like so alarming that we, we can't consider mm-hmm. the possibility because you know, this guy, if this was like a stranger, I'd be like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like if this was like, you're calling me and reading these texts after like someone, like uh, somehow you had them and yeah. for some reason, and you've been on three dates and you're like, I'm getting some like weird vibes. <laughs> then I would be like, yeah, okay. this is like, Maybe yeah. this is all the confirmation you need, but like if you know this guy really well, and yeah, it kind of sounds like him, but not really. Like we've all, uh, you know, that we've all been through periods where it's like I was like on some shit. Like <laughs> what the fuck was I mm. thinking? So that that is possible. I, I don't really, you know, this guy better than I do. But I, I guess what I'm saying, none of that is like, oh, walk away you know, type of thing. I think the second category of questions I have is, is frankly the more uh, vulnerable and pressing situation. Okay. So we should probably get into that. So I was in New York for winter uh, doing an internship and he was in the city um, for an event and we ended up um, making out, like getting really drunk together, making out. We didn't have sex. Okay. Um, but... That happened. And then it was sort of, you know, and now what? He's a farmer. So he was working on his farm. And then over the summer, I was in Chicago for work and he was also farming. So we weren't in the same place for like six months, but we started having quite an intense texting ship, basically, um, after this sort of one night of making out where it was pretty full on. Um, And that sort of emblematic of how he actually is always with texting girls. Um, he gets really full. No, no, not sexting. Just more like I, you know, fantasizing about like what life could be like together. Like, oh, you could be on the farm, like making little jams and like putting little like name tags on things. <laughs> like just like fantasizing about like farm life. Very wholesome actually, but um, not sexting, but you know, okay. pretty full on. And you replied back with, I would love to make favorite jam. jam? Like, <laughs> How about apricot? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it was pretty full on. I was also dating someone at the time, but it was pretty casual. Um, but anyway, we have this like intense texting period, right? That leads into our senior fall. I get to campus. I've just broken up with the guy I was texting or not texting the guy I was seeing. Sorry. Um, and I'm sort of thinking to myself on the one end, well, okay, 
had a steamy makeout in March and then had this really intense texting thing going on where we would, you know, talk about the babies we could have together. And now I'm showing back up fall of senior year. I wonder what the vibe is going to be. And I wasn't necessarily dead set on, you know, starting a relationship then. But I think he thought I was because basically that fall, I remember this night really clearly. We went to drinks and we're just hanging out. And he basically made it very clear to me that he was not interested in actually reifying this texting thing. He was happy to have it just stay as this sort of nebulous, like, oh, we had this intense text stuff going on. We made out once, but I don't want to date you. I'm not interested in you. Um, And he made that quite clear. And for what it's worth, I think I was a bit caught off guard by that. But I had, my heart was kind of all over the place because I had been dating someone else over the summer and I wasn't too too bothered about it. But the reason I bring this up is because now I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's been, what I don't know, six years. Why now are you interested in dating me? If you weren't interested in dating me when we were 22 at the same school, you know, going into know. It was, senior it year was together. Six years ago, it was. Do you think? I, I think. Though, I, I think. Well, I think it's a fair question to ask him why now. It's. It is. Yes, but it's okay. stupid to compare it to like why not back when we were twenty two at the same college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. just, just just keep the why now about why now, not comparing it to any other time. Do you think just this is more of a philosophical question, but do you think that it's possible for someone to not be into someone at one stage in their life, but then to decide or to come into sure. feelings? I mean, for you them guys later? have gotten to know each other and evolved, and it wouldn't the way you're describing mm-hmm. this story is that you've always kind of there was obviously some kind of attraction, right? Um, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe you know, 22 at college. I mean, that's kind of those are those are that's that, that's fuckboy to it. Fuckboy days. And maybe he, <laughs> yeah, but seriously, yeah. it's just like I have this girl where it's just like she's pretty and cute and fun. And I definitely don't want a girlfriend and mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin, I literally don't want to ruin that thing. So, like, we had this text conversation. He set some boundary. I, I don't know. But over time, you've evolved this relationship. Meanwhile, he's like, you know, ran into these like super bizarre women who are <laughs> sending these wild fucking texts. And just like, you know what? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I like a little cray cray. I, I definitely <laughs> would prefer more kind of normal behavior. And, and then like you just kind of popped in. But there's definitely yeah. the risk that he also might be in a period of a little bit of loneliness. And and mm-hmm. and he's he's like, you know what? Why don't, why don't I try this out? The reality is, though, like you are going to be trying each other out. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I mean, he his feelings of wanting to give this a shot is not a proposal, nor it should be. Mm-hmm. And you're not accepting mm-hmm. one, nor should you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a part of you that was excited when he said it. Definitely. And there was a part of you that was kind of like, I don't know if we should. Mm-hmm. And I assume there's a part, there's a reason why he said it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you have to check in with him is that he's not delusional, Matthew. You want, you want <laughs> yeah. it to be kind of pragmatic, Matthew. You want to hear yeah. from him all the reasons why now that still include 
this might not work out. You want, you want him to be realistic. You don't want him. It would, you don't want him to be like, go back into like the fantasy world of making jam and all that bullshit. But seriously, <laughs> and like, you know, and have him just decide you're the one I, it's going to be you. Nothing's going to get in our way. Cause that's just kind of weird and, and intense. You know, you want more of a, a level headed approach to we des- mm. we both deserve to give this a shot. And you know what? Giving this a shot might mean the end of this friendship, but whatever. It was going to end eventually anyways. If it's not with Matthew, you're going to meet some guy and he's, and you're going to like tell him about Matthew and he's going to be like, you know what? I'm not saying you can't be friends, but like maybe we just kind of let that fade away. And you're going to be like, you know what? Yeah, probably. And, and his, his, and his, 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 his other wife is not going to be down you know, I, this, uh, that, that woman was not going to be cool with you guys being pals. You know what I'm saying? Um, so no. there's, there's not yeah. much to lose here. So if, if, okay. if your initial reaction was excitement, then mm-hmm. give it a shot. Do you reckon that these conversations such as, um, you know, discerning expectations and all of what you just said is something that ought to be had in person? Um, or is that something that I think can you guys be... can FaceTime and, and Okay. And so like, you know, I've thought about what you said. I'm kind of excited. But okay. also like here are some immediate concerns. And those immediate concerns can include just like high level kind of macro concerns about like, hey, yeah. just just so we're clear. This is what mm-hmm. we're considering. We're considering investing in each other romantically and it could not work out. And if it doesn't work out, it's probably the end of this friendship. And I'm, I've, I've, and that's something I thought about the past few days. And while that makes me sad, but the possibility of something being ending up with you outweighs the risk. And, and we're on the same page. Like that's how you're seeing this too. Cause that's the only way to see it. And you want him to confirm yeah. that, right? You don't want any kind of delusional, like, Oh, it's, it's totally going to work out. That would be a red right. flag. Uh, or no, this kind delusional. of like, or yeah. he's like, well, we, we can be friends if it doesn't work out. No, you don't want mm-hmm. him to him. You, if he's going to do this, you want him to be all in without mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. like, like ability to be like, Oh, well, we'll just be friends if it doesn't work out. So that, and, and then, then you can also say also like, you know, we have a history. I know your dating past. You know mine. There are some things about your dating past that, like, you know, I've, as your friend, it was fine. I could make fun of you. As your potential girlfriend, I have some questions. And maybe you have some questions yeah. with me, but let's address that now without, you know, putting each other on the spot. But I just want to talk through some okay. of this stuff. Okay. You know, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not a submissive, demure person. <laughs> and, well, maybe I want you to choke me when we have sex once in a while. I don't know if I want to like be in the routine of making sandwiches all the time. You can definitely bring up those things and then, and just see. Yeah. And yeah, you can totally, you can have that over. I think I wouldn't text. Oh no, God, no, no. I would at least, I would at least do FaceTime. But I guess my fear is that at this point, regardless of even if we, we give it a go, that the friendship is basically done. Um, done. And yeah. that makes me really sad, actually. Um, well, yeah, but I, I feel it like it, it might already so, be done. Well, that's what I said. It is, it is, it is already essentially okay. done. Yeah. And okay. if it wasn't going to be, you know, are you, you're, you're costing a year or two of the friendship. 
mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, but this, mm-hmm. but the point is this friendship was not like, as you've probably heard me say before, if you don't marry him, he's not showing up at the baptism of your first kid. You know what I'm saying? He's not showing up at your kid's second birthday party. He's not coming to Christmas with you and your family and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and if it's not him, you're going to want, you want to end up, you want to be in a monogamous relationship. You want to start a family. It sounds like, and, mm-hmm. and if, and he's not going to be your best. That's not the type of friend he is. He's been your friend that you guys like rely on each other while you're single. And it's great to have those <laughs> friends. Those are awesome friends to have. And those are friends we remember, you know, and we value, and it's like, it's good to reminisce about those friends, but they're not, this is not like, it's, it's, it's a different type of friendship. And it's just sad when those run its course, but it's life. Thank you. That's helpful. All right. Best of luck. Thanks. Let us know. I will. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. How's it going? Hi, Nick. My name's Catherine and I'm 25. How can I help, Catherine? I was hoping you would be able to help me with an issue I'm having uh, regarding the relationship with my boss. An important backstory is she's my best friend's aunt. Um, Both of my friend's parents passed away when we were younger and her aunt has kind of taken over the parenting role. So she's very close with her aunt. In August, before I graduated, Martha, my boss, offered me a job at the company she works for and is fairly relatively high up um, on the ladder. And since finding a job right after college is challenging itself, I took her offer and began working a week after I graduated. I was very eager to start using my bachelor's degree and you know get my 401k going, get all the benefits. So I took her offer and um, I'm also currently working on my master's, but online. And I made it very clear that you know I, I never had experience in the banking industry. And so I you know wasn't familiar. But I was absolutely willing to learn. Uh, the first few months were great, but I did notice that I wasn't getting a lot of training, and I often felt very behind. Since she is um, quite higher up in the company, her position takes a lot of her time and attention. Were you and like, I've been re- were you like her direct report? Like, did you work with her directly? Yes. Okay, as like an administrative assistant kind of thing. Yes, I'm an office administrator. Okay. Um, I have been relying on other coworkers to help me. Uh, I often go to them to ask questions because they're available and my boss isn't. Uh, She said several times that I can always call and text her and come into her office if I need help with anything. However, when I do, she always says, what do you need? I'm busy with deals. I have to make this company money and I don't have time to walk you through everything. Just Google it. So naturally, I ask others in the office questions and advice regarding any training. And she gets mad at me because I didn't ask her and says that I can always come in and ask her questions. And she often says, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Yet I have experienced her telling another coworker of mine to use her brain. And she's also said to me, if you can't do this, then what can you do? She said this to you? Yes. Okay. 
does she ever do like any type of co- like uh, reviews or like do you ever grab lunch or or just have you ever been able to say to her in a non-confrontational way, but to say, hey, listen, I'm 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 struggling a little bit uh, because I want to resp- you're you got to make this company money. Obviously, you know, training me isn't a priority. Like it's tough being. You know, someone's boss too. It's just like when you mm-hmm. hire someone, you like want them to be self-sufficient and you want them to be able to figure it out. You recognize that you have to help them out, but like it's not a big priority for you to to do that, right? Because that's not what is making you money, right? But it's you mm-hmm. have to you have to recognize that. That being said, the other stuff that you're saying she's doing is very confusing. Where it's just like you know, if 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 all she was was someone who didn't have the time to train you up, she would be a lot a lot a, a like a lot of uh, bosses and a lot of upper management people who are just like it's your job to figure it out, and you need to figure out how to make my life easier. So go figure it out and offer them a little bit of grace to figure it out. But it would be frustrating and confusing for them to like care about how you go about doing that, especially if. It's not with them, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And so have you been able to articulate that with like, I'm just a little confused because it feels like, again, I want to be respectful. So when you're busy with deals, I ask other people, but that has seemed to frustrate you. And what are your expectations of me and the best way to figure out things I don't know the answers to while you're busy? Yeah, I have, um, I called her one day and asked her, um, because I sent an email a few weeks back um, asking her if she you know, had time to review a certain report that I had to send out um, weekly. And she came back with, it's not that I don't have time, it's that I prioritize my time, which is what you should be doing. And so I called her immediately and I said, hey, it, was there something inappropriate or offensive in that email that I sent you. I'm very confused at like your response. And I just wanted to make sure that, you know, you saw the report that I sent. And she said that she's hard on me because she wants me to be awesome. And then I I had like, you know, like a heart to heart kind of with her. And I was like, I'm really trying and I just feel like I'm a constant like disappointment with some of like the things you say in reaction to my tasks and stuff. Like I, she wants me to organize certain stuff. I organize it, but it's not the way she would have done it herself. And so she'll always say, well, look, I'm just going to do it. I'll have to come in on the weekends, you know, and not have to, you know, see my kids because you didn't do it how I like it. But then I ask her like, you know, if you have time, yeah, I I always ask for that. Like, you know, we're different people. We think differently. Like, I'm still trying to understand you as a boss and get your methods down so that I make this easier for you. And she just told me again, like, I'm only hard on you because I want you to be awesome. And then she told me she had to go. <laughs> uh, where are you at right now in terms of how how much or how willing are you are to try to make this work versus looking elsewhere? Right now, I have decided it would probably be best if I 
looked for other jobs and I have applied to several um, just because I feel like the communication barrier that I'm having with her, I want it to get better. But with the way that she reacts to certain things, I honestly am kind of discouraged and I don't think that it will get better. And the biggest problem I'm having is that it's my best friend's aunt. So I've never told my friend any of these issues that I've been having with her her aunt because I don't want to bring her into it at all. Yeah, I, I, the best friend's aunt, I don't know if it's that big of a deal or I, I don't think it should really affect your decision. It might be like a bump in the road or like an awkward conversation you have with your best friend. But if she's your best friend, as long as you're respectful, you just say like, it's just... I really appreciate the opportunity and it didn't work out. And I tried really hard, but I ultimately like, it wasn't for me. And I hope that your best friend can understand that. Right. And you're mm-hmm. pretty, yeah. And it's good that you're not like complaining or talking shit about her aunt because like you're keeping work at work and like, it doesn't really matter. And if you quit, like I'm sure her aunt will just be like, yeah, whatever, you know, in the meantime, listen, like you're most likely you're going to find something else and quit and it'll be fine. But until then, I don't know. This could be an opportunity for you to learn and I guess deal with some adversity. Uh, if nothing else, this could be something that you use in, in further interviews in terms of like people love asking questions about like, how'd you over, tell me about your last role and how'd you overcome initiative? Uh, tell me about your ability to take the initiative uh, and overcome adversity, right? You're dealing with some adversity. Uh, how are how, people like to ask questions? Show me, tell me a time where you uh, had a problem and you solved it on your own, you know, and, and that you're creative in your problem solving. People love those types of, of questions and, and, and not a lot of people are able to answer them, especially with real life experience. So this is something that you have an opportunity to do and it's nothing else. It could be a great uh, resume, uh, something on your resume, but less so much your resume, but like certainly a talk track and further interviews and give you great experience to, to learn some of these skills, right? I think you have nothing to lose with continuing to try to have conversations with this person all while being respectful, but, you know, push back a little bit. Just be like, listen, ultimately I want to, like, I understand that my job is trying to make your, is to try to make your job easier. And as you know, like I'm trying to figure it out. So like one question, like, you know, like, you told me that story about the Excel spreadsheet, but you didn't really ask what I, I'm suggesting you should ask. And that is, in person, when you find the time, just lay out how you're feeling. And that is, listen, I'm trying to figure out things to I can make your job easier. And I just want to, like, what's the best, what are your expect? like, do you, is it Google? Is it, you know, uh, I'm happy to ask other people. Uh, and if I need to ask you, because I can't, I can't read your mind. If you like things a very specific way, I'm going to need you to tell me how you like them. And if just figuring it out, I'm fine also to just figure it out. But that's going to come with, you know, me not doing it exactly. And I will learn mm-hmm. by only by getting notes. Like feedback is important for growth, right? So like, let her know that. And I'm, I'm fine with you being hard on me. I appreciate you being hard on me. But you know, what you're asking right now is like, you're, you're being hard on me without giving me any direction. And I'm fine with, again, looking for direction on my own, but I'm not going to know whether it's something you like or don't like, unless you tell me. And if you don't like it, I'm going to need you to articulate why, unless you want me to keep guessing. 
and just lay out and, you know, say it confidently. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you're not worried about losing this job. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if she were to fire you, like, you don't have to put that in your resume. You know, like, she's not going to give you, like, a mm-hmm. bad, like, you know what I'm saying? She, it, it sounds like this person might just say, hey, listen, it's not working out and I'll give you a good review on your next job or a letter of recommendation. Like, she must know that she's a little, she's not a very good manager. And good employees don't make good managers, right? Successful, mm-hmm. you know, deal makers don't always make good managers. And she's probably managing you the same way someone managed her, you know? And and maybe not exactly, but, you know, I, I, I think this could be a good opportunity for you to figure out ways to try to communicate with a challenging person, you know, and try to figure out ways to make it work. Try to have fun with it. Like, oh, all right, how do, I fi- how do I try to reach this person? Like right now, it feels helpless. So now that you feel helpless right now, you might as well just have some fun with it. You're young. It's your first job. My, I fucking hated my first job so much that I was like, I quit. I just quit. I didn't have, and I did the same thing. I got, I was so excited that I got a job offer before I graduated. I started like the next Monday and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And it just wasn't for me, you know? And I worked there for mm-hmm. less than a year and it, it's, it's not on my, re- you know, like I do something completely different now, but eventually like I just left it off my resume because it, like, it was insignificant. So like, it's not gonna, it's, it's your first job. A lot of first jobs don't work out. So I wouldn't stress about like this not working out if it doesn't work out. In the meantime, try to make the best of this situation. Try, try to figure out how you can, how you can learn from it, how you can use this in like future interviews is to draw, how do you describe difficult challenges and situations? Because you have, no, you have nothing to lose. And as long as you're not like disrespectful or cruel, but like, you know, we talk like she has some bully energy. And when you, the only way to respond to bullies is to, you know, push back a little bit. And again, I don't think you should be rude, but you just have to like call them out on your, it's very confusing uh, what you're asking me to do. And if she says, mm-hmm. I'm hard on you because I want you to do well. Just be like, I want you to be hard on me, but like I'm, I'm getting no direction, you know, and I'm fine with, again, figuring how I want, but I still need some notes from you. If you want me to keep guessing, I just don't know how that makes me constantly guessing what you want is not going to make your job easier in the short run. So like invest a few minutes in me to give me some notes so that I can make your job easier. Sell her on how you think you can make her job easier. Make it about her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right now, you're just like, did I do it right? How did I do it? How do you want? And you're just like, she's just like, oh, this is exhausting. So just spin the narrative. I want to make your job easier. And here's how I can think I can make your job easier. And part of that is you giving me notes. And can you carve out a few minutes to just give me a note on whether you like something or not? I'll figure it out. And if you want me to go trial by error... I'll do that too, but you're going to have to expect that it's not always going to be the you want because I, I am not a mind reader. And the only way I'm going to learn about what you want is if you give me at least some notes. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think? I'll, you know, let's make this work. Maybe she's testing you. Maybe she wants to see if you have the ability to push back and, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe in some kind of, you know, Mr. Miyagi type of mentor way. It's just like it, what she, there's a method to her madness or something. I don't know. 
she's often um, told me many times that, you know, her boss used to act the same way or was tough on her and had, you know, similar conversations with her. And I don't know, sometimes I just think like, there's a way to give constructive criticism and way to give feedback and not, you know, tell other coworkers, like, use your brain like that. Yeah. Uh, that surprised me also because I think I've had a personal relationship with her outside of work. And I knew that going in, she wasn't going to be the same. You know, she's a boss. She's held to a certain standard. Like, I totally knew that. Um, you have the right to respectfully I, push back and say, listen, I, I don't have no problem. Again, I have no problem you being hard on me. But like, you know, you can still respect me and you can still speak to me with respect and not, I'm, I am trying to use my brain. Mm-hmm. You know, but, and I'm, again, once again, I'm fine with you being hard on me, but you're at, you're, you're literally asking me to read your mind. So again, you have to explain that to her and say, I want to make your job easier. So, and I've said, you know, just repeat what I, you know, I just said, but mm-hmm. I, I think you have to l- figure out how to communicate with her. And part of a job is being able to communicate with other people and deal with difficult people and try to figure out creative ways to get through those people. And that those skills will serve you well. So you might as well practice on trying to figure out how to get through this person. You're going to have to adapt a little bit, right? And you're going to have to try to figure out how do I, you know, again, treat it like a puzzle. What's, how do I get through this person? How do I get her to help me help her and figure out creative ways and, and have some fun with it. And while you're, while you're looking for other jobs. But I will say, if you can make this work, even if you end up leaving this job, it'll be a story you can tell at other, other jobs in terms of like how you dealt with a, a difficult situation. Um, mm-hmm. And you learned, you know, and a lot of this is about, you know, taking the initiative and problem solving and things like that. She's not, she's not, hel- she's not doing a good job of helping you develop these skills. I don't push back at all right now and also i think that like my confidence could be better that that might be what she's testing you and as far as it being your best friend's aunt i wouldn't i would who cares she is separating how she is outside of work and work you can do the same you're not talking shit you keep it at the office and as long as you're respectful but you can still set you know those boundaries and be respectful you can push back and she literally maybe that's what she's doing maybe she wants to toughen you up maybe she wants you to realize that you have to figure out how to communicate with people who are difficult to communicate with that it is a life skill and it's not something people are very good at and the people who are can be very successful in business you just have to be creative and understanding and learning how to empathize and, and, and see her point of view and, and figure it out and surprise her. Thank you. I really needed that advice. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. All right. Take care. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Anna, and I am 26 years old. How can I help, Anna? So I started to give you a little background. I start seeing the guy I'm with right now back in August. We met at a bar um, and he graciously walked me home that night because I had way too much to drink. So I got kind of lucky there with not being taken advantage of as well. But the next day he texted me to check in and um, then we just kind of started talking from there. 
Um, we decided to meet up a week later. At the time, he also lived five hours north of where I live right now. So um, we decided to meet halfway and spend the afternoon together. So we did. Um, come to find out from that meeting that he has a disease that will uh, affect his life expectancy. And because of that, he also isn't able to have children naturally. Um, there's another way to do it, but that's a little personal, so I won't go there. But he also, at the time, was building a van because he wanted to drive it out west and uh, enjoy the winter out there. So I had known that as well. Um, I thought it was really cool. And we continued to talk because we just kind of didn't really think it was going to go anywhere. Um, things started getting... What do you mean you continue to talk because you didn't think it was going anywhere? Um, I feel like I just kind of, at the time I was seeing a lot of other people, so it wasn't like so serious to me, if that makes sense. Um, I just thought it would be kind of fun to talk to someone at that, at, at that moment in time. Um, but things started getting kind of serious. And a few weeks later, we decided to meet up halfway again to spend the weekend together. Um, it was probably one of the best weekends of my life. I had never like been so happy and elated to be with someone. So we both left that weekend deciding that we would only see each other moving forward. So it was it was kind of fast in, in that sense. Um, so then a week or two after that meeting, he came down to the city that I live in and he spent a few days here. Um, we said, I love you pretty early on too in that week. Um, but I really meant it. And I know he did too, just because of the way things were moving really rapidly. And we kind of knew as well that he was eventually going to be leaving. Um, not sure when he was going to be returning to where we, we live. Um, so anyways, we spent a lot of the fall together and then he left to go drive out West after Thanksgiving. About two weeks later, I flew out to go visit him. Um, the weekend was good, but the only thing that really bothered me when I left was the fact that we didn't have plans to see each other again. And we kind of had decided that we were going to do long distance. Um, and I also should probably backtrack a little bit in the fall as well. We decided that we were exclusive, but we weren't putting a title on it, which was fine with me in the moment because I was like, okay, well, I've only really been seeing you for a month and a half at the time. Totally fine with me. Um, we'll just see how things go. But it was clear that you guys were not going to be hooking up with other people. Right, right. For context, because I'm curious, mm-hmm. does that mean you couldn't date other people or just not sleep with other people? Was it specified? Like what? Uh, yes, it was both. We weren't seeing other people and we weren't sleeping with other people. So despite a label, you guys were boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, Okay. exactly. Um so then, yeah, so he dropped me off at the airport and I was super emotional. And I was like, well, when do you think we're going to see each other again? Because we hadn't spoken about that. And it was kind of bothering me the whole weekend. Um, and he was like, well, you're going to, he's like, you're going to fly out here again. I'm going to come home, whatever. I was like, okay. So um, then, you know, December, January go by, still haven't made plans to see each other. Also need to backtrack a little bit. He had also mentioned to me before, like when we first started talking, that he eventually wanted to move out west. And I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, cool. Like kind of thinking that it wasn't really going to happen, which I guess in retrospect, it was kind of naive of me. Um, so when he had been out west in the in December, January, he was t- telling me that he was looking at land to buy out there. I was like, oh, cool, cool. Didn't really think it was going to happen. But like his 
diagnosis his disease that affected his life expectancy. Are we talking mm-hmm. like a year or two? Or are we talking like a decade? Like what are we... Um, I guess they don't really know that because it's being treated, but eventually he would need some type of transplant okay. to, to, I guess, be able to live. Gotcha. Um, but it's not like death's doors knocking... No, no, no. He's like pretty healthy right now. Um, despite that, but okay. So, anyways, he was telling me that he was looking at land. I was like, cool. Supported it. Um, and then February came, and he was looking more at a piece of land that he wanted to buy out there. I didn't really. Again, I guess my issue is I'm kind of go to go with the flow sometimes, and don't really always say exactly how I'm feeling. So I didn't really say much about it. I was kind of getting upset. So then I reached a breaking point early February and I was just like, listen, I'm frustrated because we haven't made plans to see each other. And it's been two months at this point. And I was just really upset. And then he said, because you're upset, I'm going to tell you this. I've been planning to come home and surprise you in a few days, whatever. So I was excited about that. So he came a few, actually, I guess at this point, it's been like almost a month. So he came to spend the weekend and it was pretty good. We did get into a some arguments at some point. Um, we well, also well, had, um, well, the one was my fault because we went out one night and um, we had been drinking and we came home and I made a comment about inviting another guy over, just like, which was not cool of me. I was just trying to do this thing where I stir the pot a little bit to get a reaction sometimes. Okay. And so he got really upset, obviously, and we got into a fight. Um, it was resolved the next morning, but prior to him coming as well, we had said that we were going to be talking about a relationship. So that was also in the back of my mind. So I think maybe I was just kind of feeling a little anxious and worrisome and I just kind of wanted to see what, how he was feeling. So the weekend goes on we still haven't talked about it and I was getting frustrated. So then a few hours before he, the day on the day he left, I said, listen, we really need to talk about this. Told him how I felt, told him what I wanted, that I wanted to just put a label on this because this is like, you are my boyfriend, I am your girlfriend is essentially what's going on here. I don't understand why we just can't do that. And he had said to me before, like months prior, the reason why he didn't want to put a label on it was because he didn't want me to be like people, oh, my boyfriend's out West. And it sounds like he kind of like left me in a sense, which I understood. But then as time has gone on, you say I love Yeah. Are you still saying I love you to each other? On a regular basis? Yeah. Um, not on a regular basis, just like sometimes. Gotcha. I don't yeah. Yeah, his um, excuse is kinda of, his his excuse is bullshit. I mean, it's not for you to it's not for him to decide what you say to your friends and people take road trips, like people do long right. distance. It's not right. Also, like what's um, it's more weird to be exclusive with someone, uh, whatever you want to call it and be like, well, no, it's mm-hmm. not my boyfriend. Uh, also, no, I can't go on a date with you, but like, that, he's not my right. boyfriend, but he, like what that's, that's actually weirder. Yeah. So I'm obviously really frustrated about that. And also I should also backtrack a little bit, but he did end up purchasing land out West. So he's going to be moving out there. So part of the discussion, it was before he left on the day he was leaving was me potentially moving out there eventually, but I told him that we would have to really commit to long distance and I'm not doing this whole, I'm going to see you every two months or something like that's not working for me. And I expressed that to him and he 
he looked at me and he was like, I mean this in the nicest way possible. I'm going to be really honest with you. This conversation kind of caught me off guard. Like I thought when you said that you wanted to talk, that you were going to end things with me because you were just kind of like sick of my bullshit, basically. I was like, well, no, because I like actually love and care about you and I can see a future with you. Like that's why I'm trying here, but like it takes two. I'm not going to be the one putting in effort. So he, we decided that he, or we both needed to kind of digest the conversation and he expressed that he wanted to be able to make me really happy and stuff. Like even though he wasn't going to be here and be able to be a reliable boyfriend, whatever. So again, that was about a month ago. Right now I'm feeling like really frustrated about it. Um, I'm annoyed, anxious, just all those things. But I guess I'm having a hard time expressing that to him. And like, at this point, I'm kind of like, this can go either way for me. I'm not sure if I like want to put the effort in to make it work or if I'm like, okay, this isn't really worth my time anymore. Haven't brought it up to him. And I kind of was hoping that he would be the one to initiate that conversation because I feel like I've done a lot of the initiating in the in the past few months. So um, I guess I'm just kind of looking for some guidance and like your perspective and well, the fact what you that think. he was preparing for you to break up with him. Yeah. And he seemed to be okay with that. I mean, he might have been sad yeah. or disappointed that like, hey, you know, it's the end, but it's not, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a reaction. But like, well, I think my girlfriend's going to break up uh, with me today. <laughs> it's a bummer. I guess I want to keep doing this, but okay. Yeah. I'm ready, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so I guess to kind of give you more of a perspective and to paint a better picture of him, he is very much like, I want you to do what makes you happy. I would never ask anything of you. Like if this isn't, he said to me before, like, if this isn't working for you, like, I understand, like, I don't want to complicate your life. And like, I know that like meeting me and like, you know, going through the emotional roller coaster of him with him and like the way he lives his life, he lives his life differently because of like, his sure. And well, that was my next question is like, what, yeah. plan, what, what conversations have you guys had about you know, not necessarily planning each other's, planning the future with each other, but like, I want to hear what he communicated about what he wants. And then I'd love to hear from you what you want and see if those line up, but I'm less interested in what he said about your feelings. So he said to me before about his future, that if he ends up getting married, great. If he doesn't, then it is what it is. Like he'll he'll be fine alone. I mean, listen, you you met a nice guy. You like him. There's a lot. You guys have going in terms of chemistry mm-hmm. both through his words and his actions he just sounds like a guy who has resided in the fact and maybe it's listen i i cannot begin to imagine what it would be like to get a diagnosis that says you know you you can expect a, a shorter life expectancy and i can right. only imagine how that like changes your life perspective and what you want and he knows he can't have kids and uh, there might be a lot of insecurities. I can imagine being a little closed off and about like mm-hmm. with people saying, I, I, I need to be so self-sufficient because, you know, I don't want to, it's like kind of like, listen, if I find someone who loves me for who I am, then great. But if not, I'm not going to, you know, waste this limited time I have on pining over people not accepting what God or life has, has given me. Right. Right. And that, and I, I, I get that. And that honestly might be the best way for him to go about life, but that's certainly Mm going to close him off to certain people. And it's not your job 
even though you might want to because you care and love about him to try to convince him to open his heart to you, you also have to be honest with yourself about as sad as it might be and as much as you like, like him that, you know, wanting kids and his inability to have it unless he really wants to make it a priority, you know, and, and kind of mm-hmm. do some non-traditional uh, things. Um, that That is reason enough to maybe um, move on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like, you know, interestingly enough, he, he's still being a fuck boy. He might be justified... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little more. You have a little. We all have a little bit more empathy for someone who's been giving a diagnosis like he has. To be like, mm-hmm. I get why you just kind of want to prioritize yourself over all or anything else. You know, certainly date and 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 connect with people. It sounds like he's a pretty respectful guy, right? And he's always like, Hey, yeah. listen, I don't want to. I don't want to be responsible for your feelings because, and I don't want you to commit to me, and I don't want this and. All because he realizes he he's 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 prioritizing himself, and mm-hmm. so him saying all these things to you is him just trying to be the best guy he can be because he knows that at the end of the day he's going to live for himself, right? And that's that's kind of where you're at, and yeah, you can't make him choose you. You can't can get him to choose you. You can't try to convince him to you know, see life a different way. This is just how he's, he, all you can do is put yourself out there like you have and try like you have. But eventually you're just going to have to decide that, you know, he's a great person, but I, he, he wants this and I respect it and it's not in line with what I want. And you can only compromise so much. Like mm-hmm. you can compromise on this, your willingness to do some long distance for a period of time while he goes out West and, 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 and maybe compromise on the fact that like, I don't have plans to move, but like if, if he was willing to commit to me and prioritize our relationship and make me prioritize us and, and maybe we have some conversation ar- around like, what does family planning look like for us in the future? If we decided to come into this relationship and you could, you could, that would be reasonable for you to do big still big sacrifices potentially but reasonable yes but he's not willing to do any of that Mm -hmm. and he's not willing to have those conversations he's not willing to make you a priority despite it being long distance and you're he's leaving you with nothing and so yeah you don't have to and i only say that not to be mad at him it's that he is you you don't have to feel bad about your choices you 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 Mm -hmm. he's making the choice for you Right. So don't make the choice so complicated that you feel bad or worry if you're walking away or worry about you doing the Mm -hmm. wrong thing or worry about if you're giving up on a nice person. Like he, he has shown you that right now. And I understand why he's, he's really living for himself and he's going to let people who fit in to his priorities be a part of his life. Mm -hmm. And once they start wanting more, he understands that they might want more, but he's just going to let them move on on their own. Mm-hmm. You know? Makes sense. Yeah. I also have like kind of noticed recently that he's, it seems like he's like pulling away a little bit, but like then when I bring it up to him, he's like, no, everything's like fine. Like we're good. He'll, he'll, he'll pro- most likely have you around as long as you're willing to stick around. But it, yeah. it, I'm getting the impression he's never going to 
uh, go any further because he, you're not, you're not the priority. Right. And, Unfortunately. And despite, and your ability to empathize with the situation makes you, uh, more willing to kind of compromise on the things that you want. But mm-hmm. it's still at the end of the day, you have the right, despite a situation to make yourself a priority. And he has the option to make you a priority too. And he's choosing not to. Right. That's a good point. I've never really thought about it like that. You know? I just thought maybe he was being kind of like spacey or sometimes I feel like he's so far removed from where physically where I am right now because we're not in the same state that he like kind of forgets and he's always on the move and stuff. So, but that's a good point. I feel like he, you're right. He hasn't really made, tried to make me a priority. And, and now despite I'm thinking his, about it, it's And despite his situation, it sounds like he could still. And he can... Yeah. You know, because the he could want to make you a priority and then you mm-hmm. would be forced to make a choice with, uh, with, that is, okay, this guy's willing to make me a priority. Am I going to get in... Am I going to f- truly fall in love and invest in this, what I know to be probably temporary? And if I want kids, there's, it's going to come with some risk and complications and some cost or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that would yeah. be a choice you have to make, but he's not even giving you that choice yet. Yeah. Right. He, what yeah, the only choice not. you have right now is to, do I just kind of become a second prior, like a, a, a less of a priority than I want to be in a relationship with someone who still can choose to make me a priority. Mm-hmm. And you are confusing like his situation with an excuse to not make you a priority. Mm-hmm. And yeah. while it's easy to empathize with the situation, it's still not an excuse. He still right. could, and he's still not. And that's okay, but you have the right to choose yourself. Right. That's a good point. So you're just like, I, I love you. You know I care about you. But at the end of the day, I feel like I'm compromising on too much of a regular basis of things I just needed in a relationship. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more than willing to uh, make sacrifices to be with you but it doesn't right. feel like you want to make sacrifices to be with me. And I understand why, but I, I just don't want to keep doing that. Okay. That's fair. That's exactly how I'm feeling too. So thank you for putting it into words. <laughs> just try my best. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, All right. thanks, Nick. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknick at castmedia.com, cast with a K. I'd love for you to pre-order my book. Link is in the show description. Shane on Wednesday for going deeper. More Bachelor content for you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Subscribe, rate, review. We love you. Bye.